Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the College Gridiron Podcast. This is week seven, officially at the kind of halfway point. They call it 13 weeks. We're going to call it 12. Who cares, right? I mean, you know, college football, you know what, honestly, it's such a long season, but it's so much fun. I don't care. Just give it to me every week, you know? (laughs) Inject it into my veins. So this is going to be our official halfway episode. We're going to... We're going to stick to the usual formula. We're going to start off with these with the best games of this past weekend. A lot of upsets this past weekend that we're going to get to. Then we're going to move into um, some major bowl game predictions. The New Year's Six, which isn't really the New Year's Six this year. Plus our first official college football playoff ranking before the actual one comes out on October 30th. And we're going to talk about some some Heisman goodness as Jimmy strikes the pose there here in the studio. I used to do that in high school and gym when I would like, <laughs> catch a touchdown. I was such a loser. <laughs> nah, never once <laughs> is that what's happening. And then if we got some time, we'll preview some of this weekend's best-looking games. So, Jimmy, right off the bat, I, th- I, think, the, I think the meme's over. Are, is, they, are they back? Is Texas... Is Texas actually back? Hang on. Sound the alarm. Texas is back. I really... I, this might be it. This might I th- be... I think this might be the the day that we actually are serious calling Texas back. Yeah, there it is. That is the Texas's back alarm. The, the game on Saturday, it... It was a shootout like a lot of people expected. I mean, I, I'm looking at the score now, 48-45. That's a phenomenal showing out of Texas. And sure, it took a, a last-minute kicker with the best call I've ever heard <laughs> from Gus Johnson, Dicker the Kicker. Um, Jimmy, what did you think about Texas? Well, I wanted to start there because Gus Johnson called the game of his life. On Saturday, first of all, there was a receiver for Texas, Lil Jordan Humphrey. He was just calling him Lil Jordan, or he caught a touchdown. He was like Lil Jordan. It was unbelievable. And then he gets up there, and and Dicker hits the kick, and Gus Johnson, without saying good, without saying it's through, without saying he made it, just screams earthquake. <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't do it justice. You know where to find it. Just go on Twitter, look up Gus Johnson. It's the most unbelievable thing. He is a national treasure. Needs to be protected at all costs. Okay, now on to the game. Uh, which I feel like is tangential to all of that. Sam Ellinger played an amazing game. That's what they wanted out of him. He is the best quarterback that Texas has had probably since at least David Ash. And to that point, to this point, I mean, he has been fantastic this season. I still don't quite understand how this team lost to Maryland. I know that was a spirited effort for them because they had their offensive linemen pass away. But still, Texas was up in this game 45-24. And I saw all the tweets going, we're not celebrating. We're not celebrating right now. Because I followed a couple Texas like fan accounts on Twitter, and they were all like, easy. And sure enough, Kyler easy Murray true. rips off a huge run. I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it was a monster run. Then it's 45-38, then they turn it over, then Oklahoma comes back, ties the game. And then... Ellinger just didn't panic. He sort of led them down the field. He you know, did what he had to do, completed some short throws. And then they got in range for my man, Dicker the Kicker. And Texas now is ranked ninth in the country, which I can't say, I believe I'm saying out loud. They dropped Oklahoma behind them to, I think, 12 or 13. They're, actually, they're at 11. Texas is a top 10 team 
with an honest-to-God shot at the playoff if they went out. It's unbelievable to think about it that way. Good for Tom Herman. That is a program-defining win. That's a team that's back. Look, they may win the Big 12. They may lose to Kansas. I really don't know. My gut says they're back. And I, I think this is it. I think they've made it. I think I'm with you. I think Texas is actually back. I I know I I said it in the opener. The the meme is over. This team came out on fire. They were up 24-17 at the half. And there's not much more you could really ask for that. You mentioned it. They went up 45. The only issue I have is they only scored three points in the fourth quarter. Sure, that three was the one that won it for them. But they... It looked that they were having trouble closing the game, and that'll happen when you're playing an elite program like Oklahoma. But let's look at it from the Oklahoma point of view. We talked about Kyler Murray. He put up another Heisman caliber performance, 304 yards in the air, 92 on the on the ground, five total touchdowns. Did his best to bring this team back into this game, and he almost did it. The, the last play where they just did a whole bunch of laterals. I don't know why teams still think that works. I think your best option, especially with a guy like Kyler Murray, who has that plus arm, you should let him try and air it out for the Hail Mary at the end there to at least give yourself a chance and not just prolong a game that you know is over for no reason. Um, in the in the aftermath, they fired... Oh, oh dear. Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops. Yep, we did that earlier. I we, cleared that up before the show. I still want to look it up just to make sure, but it's yeah, Mike Stoops. They, Mike they, Stoops, second Kentucky. They let go of Mike Stoops, defensive coordinator. They they finally cut all ties to the to the Bob Stoops era at Oklahoma. Um, so going forward, the Big Twelve is kind of wide open. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. You've got I think three teams that could legitimately win it: West Virginia, which is a team that no one talks about nearly enough. They're ranked sixth in the country, and they're still undefeated. Texas and Oklahoma. If you look at Oklahoma's remaining schedule, at TCU next week is an interesting game. Unranked team, but that could still pose some problems. Home for Kansas State, that's going to be a win. At Texas Tech's probably a win. Home for uh, Bedlam for Oklahoma State for uh, second week in November. Home Kansas, and then this could be a huge game. At West Virginia last week of the season. Wow. Yeah, that could be huge. I think Oklahoma is okay because... Uh, three years ago, they actually made the playoff losing to Texas in the regular season. It was the first year Baker Mayfield was the quarterback and, and all that. So I think they're okay. There's a sort of a level of panic with them, but their defense is a problem, and it's bad. And they needed to do this, and they need to get better on that end. It's what killed them last year in the Rose Bowl. It's what's ultimately, I think, going to kill them this year. It already kind of has. So I think they're they're okay. I think if they win out, they could be a playoff team, but... Man, I mean, that was just some kind of game, but that Oklahoma defense didn't play nearly well enough, I think, to win. You can't you can't give up 48 points and, and realistically expect no. to win. It just doesn't no, happen no, like no. that. Um, I, you, were, you were talking about Texas as a potential playoff team. As a one-loss Big 12 champion... With that one loss coming in Week 1. With that one loss... Week 1 against a bad team, to be fair... Does it, and now they have their signature win that committee that the committee usually looks for. Is it possible? I mean, sure. I guess. I mean, look, everybody's like, well, what if Georgia's undefeated? What if Clemson's undefeated? What if Notre Dame's undefeated? None of that's going to happen. It always works itself out. If they went out, it's possible, man. 
it's really honest to God could happen. I don't think they're going to beat West Virginia. And they, I mean, like I said, they got that big road game at the end of the year with Kansas. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's possible. I don't think it'll happen. I can see them making a big bowl game, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But to just take it off the table because there's so many undefeated teams right now, I think it's it's rash because I think most, if not all, of those teams are going to lose. Well, we officially lost one of our favorite jokes here at the College Great Iron Show. Texas is back. And another team, just like Oklahoma, that kind of just choked away their their playoff hope was LSU. And I, I'm not... I'm hesitant to say they actually choked it away because going into the swamp is never easy. But 27-19, for a team that dominated Miami to only put up 19 points against Florida, it's not what you want to see. No, it's not. And I think LSU, they've got Georgia this week. They, they have oh, to win that game. Yeah. There's no, no two ways about that. Imagine what that game could have meant if both teams were still undefeated. That's a top-five game. Everybody flocking to the TV at 3.30 on CBS. But Joe Burrow had the worst game that he's had this season. He didn't throw a pick until this game, and he threw two in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it wasn't very good. Brissett had an okay game. Florida's offense is what I was surprised by more than anything. Not even that they were great, but Felipe Franks looked competent. I was like, where did this come from? The so Dan Mullen's doing a great job over there. They are still only a one-loss team. They're an interesting team to watch in the SEC East if a couple things go differently. But I think you're right. The big thing to watch in, uh, out of this game for me was LSU. I, I was disappointed because I thought they were going to win that game pretty easily, and I don't want to est- underestimate going into the swamp, like you said, because it's a big deal. And, and it was it was the day Tebow got inducted into the Ring of Honor, so the fans were hyped up for that. Oh, yeah, the the fans are usually hyped up, but for that, a little extra. But, yeah, I was, I was a little disappointed in their performance. I, I'm not going to lie. Their defense wasn't as good. They weren't physically dominant. And Ed Orgeron's teams usually sort of feast on emotion, on physicality, on energy. And I didn't see it quite there all the time on, on Saturday. Not that it was a lazy effort or anything, but it just wasn't. They usually play angry, but it's different when a team plays angrier than you do, and Florida did. So you know what? Hats off to Florida. Great win for Dan Mullen. We'll see what Florida can do the rest of the season, but that's, that's a disappointing loss for LSU. Are you surprised that... Florida is still behind LSU in this week's rankings. Florida at 14, LSU at 13? No, only because it was 5 and 22 going into this week. So they dropped LSU 8 and they lifted Florida 8. I mean, you could have flip flopped them easily because they're at 13 and 14 right now. But no, I mean, it would have been a precipitous drop for LSU. And that's really not a terrible loss to go in there no. and lose to Florida. And it's still early enough in the season that they can recover. So, no, I wasn't stunned by that. Uh, but if they flip-flopped them, I wouldn't have been you know, outraged or anything. So you were talking about what this could mean for the rest of the season for Florida. Um, I'm, I'm looking to see what this SEC looks like right now. Give me one second. But they're... I mean, in the East, you have Georgia, Kentucky, Florida... And then in the West, you have Alabama, LSU, A&M. I, I think it's... I don't know if Florida has enough to get by Georgia and somehow make their way into the SEC championship game. I have a hard time seeing it because Florida plays Georgia, I think, pretty soon. I have to look at their schedule to be sure. They play, yeah, two weeks. Uh, Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks from now because they have a bye next week. So they've got... 
Vandy this week, and then they've got Georgia two weeks from that. So that's, I mean, if they're going to beat Georgia, they have to win that game. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, that's that's the neutral site game, and they play it in Jacksonville. I don't see it. I don't see it. Georgia's going to trip up somewhere, I think. Not there. I think that uh, Florida, it's a cute team. It's a good team. They could potentially get to 10 wins. They're probably going to be favored in all the other games, but I don't see it as a team where you know they could get to the SEC title game. I just don't see that. I think Georgia's the class of the East, and then you're looking at, I might put Kentucky ahead of them, actually, and then Florida. Interesting. I like Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky's good. It's unfortunate that they, that they dropped their first game this past weekend. But you were talking about Georgia stumbling somewhere along the way. Do you think it could be this weekend's matchup against LSU? I mean, Kosho's going to have the guys fired up going into this high-profile matchup, coming off a loss, coming off a what he probably would state is a bad loss in his mind, and the guys are probably going to be rearing to go. Uh, I'm going to kick the can down the road. <laughs> I've been kicking the can down the down the road all season where it's like they're going to lose here, they're going to lose here, they're going to lose there. And I just keep saying, yeah, not this week. But if you look at this run of four games for Georgia here, they've got LSU, a bye, then Florida, Kentucky, and Auburn. Ooh, I can see him losing one of them. I can see him losing one of them. It's a tiring set of games against four of the best teams in the SEC. They're basically Their schedule is basically everybody good in the SEC except Alabama. And Texas A&M. Are we still calling Auburn good after their stinker against Mississippi State? And now they're that. one and two? Yeah, I don't in know. In conference, that. at least? <laughs> that was whew, that was a rough game to watch. I was going back and forth between that and the Yankee game on Saturday night. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like at halftime, uh, going into halftime right before it was 6-3. I was like, wow, great win for, for Coach Moorhead's boys. But Shout out Coach Joe. Coach Joe, work out well. But, man. That Auburn team, you want to talk about laying an egg? They laid an egg. Their offense had nothing. That's an offense that's supposed to be really talented, and they just have not put up the numbers. I, I've been very disappointed in them. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are supposed to be high on Jarrett Stidham, and I, I've i been one of the few people, at least that I know, that have has not been high on him, and I think I'm being proven right. I think that week in and week out, he's just lowering himself in this year's quarterback class, um, I I I I gotta put Justin Herbert at number one. It might even be Herbert and Will Greer as one A one B because I think both of those guys are gamers and they just know how to win. Um, I haven't seen enough out of Drew Locke this season, but I know that he has the talent to be a good quarterback. So I think I still have him ahead of Jarrett Stidham. And I just don't really know where he fits in right now. And I think that's enough about Auburn. They're obviously, their season's over. So let's move in very quickly to the last game that we want to talk about. It is the Notre Dame-Virginia Tech game, a game that we both thought they could have easily lost. I know you picked against them, and I obviously had to ride the boys. And they came out and proved everyone that they're a different team this year. They they looked bad in in their opening couple games. They made the switch at quarterback, and ever since, their offense has looked so dynamic. And ha- they put up 45 points against Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. That's really tough to do. Teams don't do that. Nobody does that. And, I mean, if you look at their last three games, all with Ian Book as the starter, 56 against Wake Forest, 38 against Stanford. That's a really good defense, too. 
speaking of teams that laid stinkers this week, and 45 against Virginia Tech. That's fantastic. That's exactly what you want out of Ian Book and that offense. It's just a different dimension where he's not as mobile, but he's finding guys downfield. He's accurate. He's getting the time to throw, which I think is huge. I mean, Notre Dame really imposes themselves physically on teams. Dexter Williams looks like he could be a star. Uh, he rushed for nearly 200 yards on only 17 carries last week. Miles Boykin got his downfield. I mean, Ian Book, you look at these numbers, 25 of 35 for 271, two TDs, and a pick. That's that's great. If you weren't getting that with Brandon Wimbush, he's never going to do that. Ian Book comes in and in his third game is doing that. So it's just different, this team, where you have Brandon Wimbush in and you almost lose to Vanderbilt and Ball State, and now you put Ian Book in, and you're looking like one of the best teams in the country, and they're ranked as such because they're the fifth-best team in the country right now. Yes. So this is a team that I think if they run the table, it's going to be hard to keep them out because, granted, it's not a great schedule that they're playing, but they've beaten a couple of good teams, and they they look the part. They're, they're doing it convincingly. They're doing enough. I, I, I like this Notre Dame team a lot. I'm glad you brought up Dexter Williams because – to me, he kind of has embodied what Notre Dame has been this season. He was suspended the first four weeks of the season. Um, I know that there was someone else on the team that was also suspended who ended up leaving the team because he didn't want to serve the suspension. But Dexter Williams went down to the practice squad, just kept doing his work, earned the respect back of his coaches and his teammates. He comes out against Stanford, 161 rush yards, against Virginia Tech, 178 rushing yards. That's a way to put yourself back in the good books. Yep. And I I know um, I feel bad for getting his name now because he he was the best running back on the team in in Dexter Williams' absence. Um, I don't think he's going to get his job back when he's healthy, unfortunately. No, I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, it could be, I mean, Tony Jones, you've got Armstrong, you got Davis. Yeah, like, Jafar Armstrong. Jafar that's what I was thinking of. It. He yeah, looked okay. like the best running back on the team, and he ended up getting hurt, which opened the door for Williams to take the, the, lead, the lead back role, and it doesn't really look like he's going to be relinquishing that. I wanted to ask you this because you're a Notre Dame fan, which I think you're pretty clear about, and you've been excited about this team all year. Their last six games on paper look pretty easy. Do you think, in your heart of hearts, I'm putting you on the spot right now, you think they went out? I'll give you I'll give you the games. Pittsburgh, Navy, Northwestern, team from Tallahassee, Syracuse, and USC. I, I, I think we were talking about it last week. I think the only games that I see as trouble are Navy – Syracuse and USC. I think the Navy game because of the offense that they run and the neutral site game. I think Syracuse because they've surprised people this year, and I think they they struggled against them a few years back. And USC because it's always that type of game. It's that rivalry game. It's the last game of the season. If they go undefeated into the USC game, I think that is the most likely game they lose. Because they always have that one thing that trips them up every season, and I think that could be the USC game. And honestly, I might even be wrong about that, because I have to give Brian Kelly a lot of credit. I was on this show all last season begging for his head to be on the chopping block, oh, I mo- know. moving on from him and just finding a new head coach. But the job he has done this season has been masterful. He has turned this team into a legitimate title contender. I don't know if they could actually contend for a title because we saw how they performed in his last national championship game against Alabama where they got smacked and we thought that they were all supposed that they had an actual chance of winning. 
but I think, which we're going to move into right now, actually, is our college football playoff rankings, and I think, I'll just go right out and say it, I think they are my, I think they're my third, they're my three seed. I like it. I respect it. So what else What else are you looking at there? You got Alabama 1, probably. I have Alabama 1. I think they are far and away the best team in the country. Um, I think, on as much as I hate to say it, I think Ohio State is going to be ranked number 2 just because of the thrashings that they've put on people and the good win against at Ohio State. Not Ohio State, at Penn State, excuse me. Um, I have Notre Dame, which sets up an Ohio State-Notre Dame Orange Bowl. and That'd be good. And then it comes down to a handful of teams. You have Clemson. You have who looked good this past week. Trevor Lawrence came back, played extremely well. Um, you have Clemson. You have Georgia, who in this estimation lost to Alabama in the SEC Championship game, kind of flipping the script from last season. Um, and then you have a wild card like like a West Virginia, like a UCF, University of Central Florida, a maybe a Pac-12 team like Washington or Oregon, I think I'll have to give it, oh man, an undefeated ACC champion or an undefeated Big 12 champion. Tough decisions. I think I'll have, I think I'm going to go with, West Virginia because they'll they'll face tougher competition the rest of the season than Clemson will, and I think the committee will value that. So right now my playoff would be in the Cotton Bowl, Alabama versus West Virginia, and then in the Orange Bowl, Ohio State versus Notre Dame. I like it. That's interesting. Let me. So this is what I'm going with. Actually, number one, I don't have Alabama. No, I'm just kidding. Alabama <laughs> won because this team is. This is like Demolition Derby every time they go out there. This is like when Durant joined the Warriors when they put Tua in there. I got Bama 1. I think Clemson's going to be 2. I think they're going to figure it out. Trevor Lawrence is healthy. They put a whooping on Wake last week, and they're not a bad team. So I think Clemson's going to figure it out. I think they're going to be 2. Do I want to do this? Washington three, I think they run the table. Whoa! Yeah, I went with it before the season, so I still have some allegiance to that. I think I could see all these teams in front of Washington losing. I could see Ohio State definitely losing along the way. I think Georgia is going to lose one of their next four. I still think Notre Dame is could lose. I I really think that. Wow. Yeah, I'm going Washington. I think West Virginia could lose too. And then my fourth team. Do I want to be the guy that goes there? Yeah, I'm going to do it. The defending national champions, just ask them, UCF. Really? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I think, I don't know, I feel like they're playing enough teams this year, and they're also dominating everyone, where a few of these teams, if they lose in front of them, now we're going to have to see the playoff rankings when they come out. But yeah, I could see it, because Texas is going to have to play in the Big 12 title game. West Virginia is probably going to have to play West Virginia's got to play a couple more tough teams, and then if they get to the Big 12 title game, then that too. Penn State with one loss. Do you put them ahead? I don't know. And I I don't trust Texas, okay? I know they're back, but they're not that back. And then these teams behind them, I think Oklahoma could jump them. Michigan, I don't know about Michigan. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. That is very interesting, Jimmy. I'm... 
I'll be amazed to see. You're right. We will have to wait for the initial playoff rankings because um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the selection committee values Central Florida's schedule against some of these Power 5 conference teams who might end up with one loss or might be undefeated. Well, they're playing. They're playing Memphis this week, who's the team that they beat in double overtime right. in the uh, American yep. title game. But I mean, UConn, South Carolina State, FAU, Pittsburgh, SMU, Memphis, East Carolina, Temple, Navy. But then, end of the season, the last two teams they're playing are both ranked right now: Cincinnati and South Florida. And South Florida is a team a lot of people, including myself, were high on going into the year. So they could do it. I. I I honestly, in my heart of hearts, believe they could do it. But they need some help. And my scenario has havoc because it always has havoc. But I, if they don't get it, then it's just going to be one of those Power 5 teams where you're probably looking at a West Virginia. You could be looking at Ohio State with potentially even one loss. So there's a lot to shake out here. But, yeah, I think they can make it. So let's very quickly go into some of these near six, not actually near six games. Um, let's start with the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Jimmy, who do you think will be competing in the Rose Bowl this year? Because, according to you, Washington's going to be in the playoff, so they're going to need to find the runner-up in the Pac-12. We are, and I think it's going to be Oregon. Look out for Colorado here, because Colorado's undefeated still, believe it or not. But, yeah, Washington being in the playoff sort of throws a crimp into it. So give me Oregon and... I'll take Penn State. Oregon and Penn State, I think, will be the Rose Bowl. I think that'll be a very interesting game. You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you exactly. My my reasoning is because I have Ohio State in my championship game, in my championship picture, so they obviously cannot play in that game. Penn State's far and away the second best team in the pack in the Big Ten, and I think Oregon is going to be in the Rose Bowl as the Pac-12 champion. I I don't I don't have them making the playoff strictly because of the better teams in front of them but because that's just how it's going to be. Um, let's go to the, the Sugar Bowl. It is Big 12 SEC. Uh, I don't have West Virginia. Uh, it's West Virginia would play in this game if they're not in the playoff, which in my mind they are. So I'll probably end up putting it's between Oklahoma and Texas. I'll go Oklahoma because I think they'll be able to finish stronger than Texas will. And I will have Georgia, because they're also not in my playoff, and they'll be the second best team in the SEC. Yeah, you took it right out of my mouth. I'm going with yeah, I'm going with Oklahoma and Georgia as well. I think West Virginia is going to fade down the stretch a little bit, and again, I just don't trust Texas to win out and potentially do that. So, yeah, give me Georgia and Oklahoma. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty fair estimation. Although, again, watch out for Florida because they can move up, but right. I think I think Georgia's just better. Uh, Peach Bowl, Jimmy, who do you think will be playing here? Okay, the Peach, Peach Bowl is going to be a very interesting game. If UCF's in my playoff, I have no idea what the rules are about Group of Five, so we're going to have to go to Havoc here. So you know what? Let's go with... I don't even know. Okay, yeah, no, I do know. South Florida, because okay. you have to have a Group of Five team. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. see, now you put me on the spot. LSU, South Florida and LSU, which will probably be more wrong than wrong at the end of the season. But, yeah, South Florida and LSU. I think I'm going to go UCF and Texas. Yeah, that could happen, too. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair shake. Um, do you want to do the Fiesta Bowl too? Yeah, let's Why do not? It. Let's, let's do the do Fiesta Bowl. This is a weird one. I don't really know who will be in this. I'm looking at some predictions right now. This this one has Michigan, Florida. I could see it as Michigan's the third best team in the Big Ten. I don't think Florida will make it, so I'll take Michigan, LSU. Yeah, that could happen. I'm going to go with Penn State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame played in this game three years ago, and I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be that good, so you're not going to have a reason to put more Pac-12 teams in than necessary. So I would go with Penn State out of the Big Ten, and then I think you can... No, I put Penn State in the Rose Bowl. I can't do that. Nope. All right, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Ohio okay. State, Notre yeah, Dame. Because I didn't put Ohio State in the playoff. I hope I didn't. No, I didn't. You did not. No. I did not. Okay. So Ohio State, Notre Dame. Okay. That's, what, that's it. And before we move into this week's game, give me your Heisman, Jimmy. To attack of Iloa. Me and... too. <laughs> not not that close. Uh, could you? He's going to win the Heisman playing in three quarters in every game. That's, that's wild. And he's still up there statistically with all the best. It's just the effect that he's had on that team where it's totally different from last year to this year where they have the best offense and their defense isn't even as good and it's it's not going to matter because he's just he's unreal. And people are saying and I hate people who say this they're like, "Well, Alabama's too good and they haven't played in a cl-. No doesn't matter. It's, no it's too good." Okay. It does not matter. No, Tua Tua is far and away above the I thought about Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, but no. I think the only guy that can actually challenge Tua is Kyler Murray. And I still think he's going to be a distant second. If you want to go into finalists, I'll go. I'll, I'll throw in Dwayne Haskins in there. So before we leave for the week, let's just talk real quick about some some matchups. We got some some big ones. Like I was talking about earlier, there's a game that could decide the fate of the Pac-12 in uh, Washington traveling to Oregon. Jimmy, what do you think is going to happen there? So I just put Washington in my playoffs, so it would be a little weird if I picked yeah. against them. And they've got a bad loss against Auburn on their ledger. But I am going to take Washington. It's an interesting game. Washington is favored. Oregon's going to give them a fight. Uh, but I think Cristobal's boys don't have quite enough there. Justin Herbert could carry them to the win. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happened. I just like Washington. That defense in particular, I, I just like them a little better right now. I'm picking Oregon. I'm mad that I picked them and they couldn't hold on for Stanford. I am all aboard the Justin Herbert hype train. Give him to me on the New York Giants with the number one overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. I think they get the job done against Washington. Uh, Moving on, we have LSU and Georgia. Interesting game. Georgia wins. I think Jake Fromm, one of the best quarterbacks in college football right now, would be for me, maybe a quarterback one if he came out this year, ahead of even like Herbert and Greer and all those guys. Yeah, I like I like Georgia in this game. LSU, they're not going to have enough offense. That's the problem I've had with LSU all year because once they get in these games where there's some offense and some scoring, it sort of drops down for them. You know, like we all said in the Auburn game, it was like, wow, they burrowed, led them down the field and they won it. But what is Auburn really right now? So I'm gonna go. I like Georgia. I like Georgia a lot in this game. I keep kicking the can down the road on whether or not they're going to lose. I still think they will. I just haven't found the game yet. So give me Georgia. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take Georgia as well. I just don't think LSU has enough to get it done against one of the best countries, one of the best teams in the country right now. 
But unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning again. Come back next week with more exciting action in college football.